Hey everyone, uh, it's Kyle. Um, about 40 minutes or 40, yeah, 40 minutes, 40 seconds into this uh, Jesse Glenn's interview that you're about to watch, there was a little bit of technical difficulties. This whole thing was recorded over two different days. And so you're going to see us change clothes, all sorts of stuff in the middle of it. Uh, wanted to say apologize for that. We got the problem fixed and I think we're going to be good going forward. But thank you for watching. Welcome back, everybody, to After the Checkers. I think this is going to be an awesome show. Uh, that guy right there is Jesse Glenn's, and this guy right here is Kyle Hall, and one of us is super famous race car guy, um, uh, and it's, it ain't me. So, Happy New Year to everybody. It's the first episode of uh, 2023. It's it's not being recorded then, but it is being shown then. So, Happy New Year to everybody. Um, Jesse, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Happy New Year to you as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I I will say you said thanks for having you. I tried to have you a long time ago, but you're pretty horrible at responding to Facebook yeah. messages. So, um, yeah. so thank totally. you for getting around to it eventually. <laughs> busy, like, busy all with getting cars put away and everything. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. I hear you. And I'm always super respectful that I never get my feelings hurt of, of guys that are like, dude, I, I, I'll do it. I just can't do it now kind of thing. And so, um, that's what winter's for. That's, that's what cold, cold months, like a little bit of free time, a little bit more free time anyways, for most drivers. And, uh, and so that's, we'll do it now. That's all right with me. So, um, so we'll start at the beginning. You're, uh, Chippewa Falls, uh, Wisconsin, right? Yep. That's hometown. Are you, were you born and raised there? Uh, no, this is where I live. Um, I was born in Fall Creek. That's where I went to school. Okay. Just a smaller town, like 1,100 people, about 10 minutes, 15 minutes east of Eau Claire. Okay, nice. Um, and so what are, where are home tracks? Like what, what do you consider your home track? Um, I mean, Jim Falls, once I got into full-size cars, was the closest uh, from my dad's place. It's only like 20 minutes. Otherwise... Thunder Hill and Menominee was where we go-karted all the time growing up. Okay. Okay. And so where, so you, you talked about that, the, once I got into big carts, you started in carts? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And when was that? Um, I was six and I wow. started flying. That's so. pretty cool. And how, yep. I, I, it's, I'm not supposed to ask, but how old are you now? Um, 29. 29. So that's, 30, 23 years of racing. Right. That's yeah. crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> um, it explains a lot. It explains like why you're so damn good. Like that's, that's uh, a long, long career. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a long career at a young age already. So um, that's a great, that's, that's going to lead me to a different question later on, I think. So, um, so you started in carts. Um, how long, like, obviously you weren't into a big car right away then like how long before you were in a big car and and then what what was a big car what like what class was that so i was in carts was well, i was in flat carts um because wing carts weren't really around much as they are nowadays right so i started in a flat cart and then just progressively moved up a little bit a little bit bigger engines and then in 2007 um when I was 12, we moved up to the 250 wing cart class okay. and we did that one year and then um, went into Midwest Mod after that. Okay. So at 13, you're in a big car then? Yeah. My my birthday is in the middle of the summer in May. So 12 so, and then turn 13. Well, I turn, I was 13 and I turned 14 right away because okay. in Wisconsin, 
14. So we, we lied about my age for a month. That's all right. <laughs> but it, everything south, turned out. Okay. Down South, you can be, if you had enough money, you can be eight years old and ride and drive a super late model. So, right. Yeah. That? There is a, uh, I forget what the, the dude's name is, uh, dude, kid, the, the, the fourth grader, uh, that's running super late models. That was at Bristol. Like there's, uh, whatever the Bristol was the first Bristol that, that, that on dirt, um, he did. Okay. Too. Like in a, in a full blown, like super late model, 800 horse kind of thing. And he was 12 years old. And I thought, man, like you're, you're literally going to get your kid killed. And he didn't like, he just went out there and, and yeah. was super respectful kind of a thing. It's, it's yeah. one of the things I love about racing is that it, that can happen. Like you can have, you can have, 12 year old in a, in a late model and you can have Clarence Washburn 79 years old in a late <laughs> model on the track at the same time. And it's, and it's all even like, it's everybody right. doing the same thing kind of thing, you know? And so it's the, it's one of the, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to find that in any other that I can think of right now sport. It's certainly not going to be motocross or, or any ball and stick sports, you know? Right. I mean, especially on a, like a professional stage, you know, right. like you could, any of them could enter a big race if they wanted to. Um, I mean, like Tyler Reddick, I think he was 11 when he started running with outlaws and he was, you know, so nuts to think about, man. Right. Yeah. I mean, enough money in practice and like go rent a track or if you have your own track or whatever, I mean, you could, you can definitely do that stuff at a young age. Yeah. Most yeah. Pants too, right? Yeah, that's because it's all about the Benjamins at that point for sure. So yeah, yeah. I um, mean, you got to learn some stuff too, you know, car control and that because that's yeah, you know, the big vehicle when you're that small. Well, and it's it's just things happen really really fast. It's not I to me it's not even necessarily about the big vehicle because it's not like once you have your spatial awareness like that's where my corner is and that's where my corner is and that's where my corner is but like it doesn't matter how old you are at that point but it's things are happening awful damn fast in a right. late late model or a sprint car versus versus a go-kart or a well i mean you'd, you'd think like to the wing carts and that I mean, they're they're just as quick of reaction time as a full size late model or sprint car. It's really it's pretty astounding. Yeah. Huh. Well, that that's a good it's a good stepping stone then for sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So is so speaking of sprint cars, middle of this past summer, I'm you know scrolling through some some dirt race central stuff and and come across a track. I think I'm watching a track in South Dakota of all places. And, um, and there's a, there's a Jesse Glenn's, I don't know if it's the Jesse Glenn's, but he's climbing in a sprint car. And I thought, what in the hell is going on? So it was you like, you, you were like, what is the deal with, with jumping in a sprint car? Yeah. So that was actually at Thunder Hill. Where oh, it I was. Okay. Okay. They've just, they've made the track way bigger since then. Um, and then this was the first year that they actually had sprint cars there which i consider a full-size car for sure um, yeah and it i guess it was kind of just back to my roots you know i always was into the sprint cars first before i got into late models okay and others it's just there wasn't really a series around back then that was more you know obtainable like they had ira around back then but you're you're never racing around here except for like once or twice and you're long ways away yeah there's no way to be thinking about a 410 at 14 years old for money wise for one sure and, and just for being able to run it very much so that's why we went the the fender you know midwest fender so which do you which do you like better then um well i guess be careful here you're going to offend a bunch of people no matter what you say right now (laughs) it's it's hard to say um i mean obviously late model but had the sprint car i drove been like a 410 or something maybe maybe it would be different but you know it's it's a umss so they got a lot smaller engines right yeah um but like we ran at thunder hill 
with the, without a wing. And then a month later came back and ran with the wing. And then we actually went to Jim Falls the next night because I didn't have any late model races going on and ran with the wing there. So that was, it was probably the most fun to run Thunder Hill without the wing because it's such really? small. Oh, okay. you don't yep. Anyways, but then once I got to Jim Falls, which is a, is a pretty good size track. Much bigger. Yep. Feel the air and everything hit the wing and push you down. And yeah, that, that was a. And push really, and make you lean the wrong direction when you go into the corner. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, you down on your left side in those where modifieds, Midwest late models, you're lifting up. Right. But yeah. it was, it was addicting how much traction they have. I bet you. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, I never thought about that, but your whole life in racing is finding more grip and, and corner speed, which is everything a sprint car does well is more grip and corner speed. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty cool to see. Cause I mean, I don't know speed wise what we were going mile power, but you know, you're going down the straightaway wishing you had more power than that, but then you get to the corner and you never even, you, you never lose. Yeah. 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 It's the thing. Sprint cars look from the out. I mean, you obviously watch sprint cars as well from the outside looking at sprint cars. It just looks like chaos. It just, they're, they're like darting back and forth and it's, it's not an open wheeled car. It's all open wheeled cars. Like modified is you're, you're going to have to go through a lot of metal to get your right front onto the left rear of a car. Yeah. Like there's a lot of, lot of stuff you're going to have to wreck sprint cars. It's just this much of a miscalculation and you are ass over tea kettle and you're bouncing off fences. And, right. and uh, it just, the risk versus reward in a sprint car seems so crazy high. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think there's a lot less, obviously, margin for error, but the the like reaction time of everything is so much faster in that too compared yeah. to like late model and stuff. And it's just more, it's more just reacting instead of like thinking. Yeah, yeah. I, gravitate more towards that's why i've always wanted to progress and keep moving up to faster and faster cars because that's what i'm always trying to get back to in my go-kart days was when i ran the wing cart because we we dominated the year that i had the wing cart and it was like the perfect fit for me and then i got into b mods and it was like taking five steps backwards almost because everything is like the speed of things happening right because yeah. you're powered ratio on those wing carts is is insane you're like 350 pounds and got you know 50 horse right it's just it's insane the quickness of them acceleration and turning and stopping and then you get into a b mod and it's just like everything takes two seconds longer to happen yeah you're you're going oh crap that's that's not the corner right. yet yeah <laughs> right no you yeah. like you that in the sprint car and you're around the corner already the b mod you like turn in and then you wait and then it sets and like you'd already be a corner in the sprint car yeah 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 i can so, see that where it would be like you said the addiction of that more speed and more grip and more yeah if if those equal more fun you know what i mean and so i've always contended that whether you're in a hornet or whether you're in a late model it's the same adrenaline. It's the like the adrenaline pumping through your veins is exactly the same. And the, the thing that everybody needs to keep in mind, whether whether you're going, you know, whatever it is, 50, 60 miles an hour in a Hornet, or whether you're going a hundred miles an hour in in a late model, everyone else around you is doing the same. And right. so and so it's like, oh my God, that's a hundred miles an hour into the corner right next to someone. Yep. And it's 60 miles an hour into a corner right next to someone. And so it's the same on the, the, the reason that seems scary is because on, on the highway, when, when you sack up and you're doing a hundred miles an hour down the road, everyone else is doing 60 <laughs> and that's right. why it seems so stupid. But if everybody was doing a hundred, well, then you're all just right next to each other doing a hundred miles an hour kind of thing. Yeah. When, when 
when the wheels fall off, there's higher consequences, right? Like the concrete gets to you a little faster when you're doing a hundred than when you're doing 60. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So your progression was go-karts, wing carts, B mod. What, what was next then? And then a mod and then. Okay. Okay. And, and so when, when did you get into the late models? Like how long has that been? Decade? So I ran B mod from 2008 to 2010 ran it for three years okay then i ran a mod from 2011 through 2016 and i did 2016 i split half and half i did 20 races in a mod and then 20 races in a late model okay and then it was late model from here on out right except for a couple races sprinkled in here and there for a little dabble here and there like in other people's stuff right right yep and so um so is the, is the late model all, is that Jesse Glenn's or is there, is there someone paying the bills and you're, you're just holding this pretty wheel? No, it's, it's, it's all mine. That's all mine. Jesse Glenn's. Yeah. So let's talk about um, maybe, well, in, in real world time, the dome race just got done this past weekend. Right. And in, in, as people are watching this, it was a month ago. Um, let's talk about that. Do you, is there any desire? Like you obviously watched it. Everybody in the racing world watches that race. It's so much fun to watch. Um, is there, do you have any desire to be there on the track? Like, do you want to race that race? Yeah, I I'd, I'd love to. Um, I went there in 2017 to watch in person the second year they had it. And uh, just the atmosphere in the building and the setup and everything is just, it's awesome. You know, it's, it's yeah. But then when I look at, you know, like I come from a background of like accounting and business management and stuff for like my schooling and that. And I look at the number side of things and I'm like, wouldn't be the best idea to go there with my own stuff because you see, you know, there's a lot of wrecks or just the track can get yeah. really rough and guys are bouncing all four wheels off the ground. And um, so I probably wouldn't go there with my own car unless I had a. A spare sitting ready at home right. or something yeah exactly yeah it's it's the Six. end of the year you get you get you get three months to work on it afterward right. but if it's if you're putting it into the hauler with a shovel that's you're not working oh. on it. you're just you're just pulling it into the weeds you know yeah i mean you probably saw how many drive shafts got picked up off the track you and i mean you break one of those the wrong way you know you twist your motor crank that out you know yeah. so and that's $45,000. Now you're looking at yeah. a rebate, 20, right. 25. And it's, it's the thing that I like for real, it's funny that you bring up the drive shaft thing. It, like I'm at a race or two literally every single week. And, and I don't know that I've seen five drive shafts break ever. Yeah. And, right. and there it was one every other race. <laughs> Just yeah, because, and I think it's because of the, you know, you're, you're in yeah. the air, your wheels are doing 200 miles an hour. Not really, but they're, they're freewheeling and then stop, you know, yeah. there's, they go from no load to full load and something has to break. Like, thank God it's the drive shaft. Right. Right. Yeah. And so. Yeah. It's going to be your wheels or axles or the crank in your motor or something. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Which probably all of that happened along there kind of thing. See all of that. The weird thing was, is on Thursday night, the track was glorious. Like it was, it was, they figured out how to get it banked now. Like you saw the, the, the big tiered walls on the outside. So it's not just dead flat. Um, It was great. Two wide, three wide racing on it, people I don't think appreciate how small it is. Like right. it's, you're, you're racing on a football field, not so go to your local high school and you have a football field and around that football field is, is typically a, a track, you know, like yeah. they're running on and that track is a quarter mile long. The track in the dome is on that football field, not, right. not the track going around it, but, 
the outside of the track and the dome is the inside of the track at your local high school. It's so small. And right. and they had three wide racing, like pretty successful yeah. three wide racing on Thursday. And then Friday, the track went away a little bit. And by Saturday, it was gone. Like it was it was killer. Right. No, I mean, it. every year it's it's better and better. You know, they get they know what they're doing more with the yeah. dirt. Of, that's that's the most difficult thing is because they have to use the same dirt every year i believe they can't bring in their own and stuff right. so a lot of test and trial with yeah. all that and the, the, i think the crazy part of that is is it's I, I don't know this for sure but i i know from industry that i used to work in like the supercross like with like motocross like they you know you go to the metrodome or the the u.s bank stadium or whatever stadium it is that's the same dirt year after year after year after year after year. Like they haul that in, haul that out, haul that in, haul that out. And it's stored, sits in a pile somewhere in Minneapolis all year long until they use it again. And they'll use it for monster trucks. They'll use it for supercross. They'll use it for all that stuff. And I, I wonder if the, the dirt in St. Louis is that dirt. It's the same thing. And that's the thing is it's not, what's desired for flat track racing you know right. clay just right. it's, it's dirt it's crummy it's dirt, dirt not clay exactly yeah or more more dirt but um so maybe maybe we need to start that ha- maybe we need to have hot carl start the hashtag you know get the 7x <laughs> to the dome or something like right. that because then we could but we need we need someone to give you a 7x <laughs> right <laughs> we, we need someone with deep pockets to that right we little 7x on, on whatever number they got yeah uh, no older. problem yeah you're happy to run someone else's number yep yeah yeah so um okay so let, the, the thing that i think maybe a lot of people that uh that are watching this that are are you know don't make it to the to your favorite tracks to the tracks that you're at enough they know the name jesse glenn's you're you have what is maybe the coolest line of clothing uh, like just your swag stuff. Uh, a couple years ago, you had like the the, uh, what's the stupid video game? The one that I hate so much, uh, where you drive around and kill people. Um, oh, Grand, Grand Theft, Theft Auto. Auto. You uh, had Grand, Grand Theft Auto, and you had Jesse oh, Glenn's racing. Yeah, yeah. Same font. Like it was a badass. Like that was a really cool sweatshirt. Um, and so you always had. I, who does your stuff? Uh, I mean, I come up with the ideas and that for the designs and stuff and then i i send it out to get printed um hooker has helped me out the last couple of years um with the designs and stuff yeah, yeah. it's those you always have the coolest stuff we're from r&r designs down in st louis i think they're actually from okay okay um it's really cool stuff like i your stuff is always the coolest so so i think people know you as as a racer a little bit there's a whole new generation of people worldwide that are getting to know you as as the other car that they're racing against with their Xbox or their PS2. And yeah. so you're you're becoming world famous on you're on a damn video game. Like not like yeah. like I cause you were on the app one too, right? Dirt racing. Yep. Which is I'm going to use the word cute. You're on an app. That's pretty, it's pretty cool. Like I would be pretty excited if I were on that. Um, this is a freaking Xbox slash PS2. This is the, a real video game. Right. Um, so console. yeah, a console, like sit in my basement with all the lights off in the middle of the night and race <laughs> against Jesse Glenn's. We've had some issues. You and me, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of that stuff posted. I think, uh, I think, uh, one of the guys, Jonathan, one of the Powers guys, I think it was Jonathan actually from yeah. Superior, sent me a picture where I had punched him after the race or something. Right, exactly. <laughs> you, we we've never come to blows, you and me. Um, nope. But I, I and and I will I will I'm going to be the the super controversial race car driver and say this one's on me. Like this, yeah. Jesse, you were minding your own damn business, and I <laughs> cleaned you out. Um, and so I, I, I'll walk over to the trailer and say, I'm sorry later. Yeah. <laughs> unless, unless you meet me at my trailer first with, with a bunch of body work and a flat tire and just put it on my, on my deck. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh uh it's I haven't I haven't played it very much um uh, just because I've been so busy this fall yet, but the next two weeks here getting closer to Christmas and that, um gonna have a lot more free time. So hopefully get on there and be able to play with a bunch of fans and my friends yeah. and stuff. Yeah. It is a it is super fun. Like it is um I've always said, like, I literally the only stuff I do on video, I'm not a shoot 'em up guy. I'm not a, a Grand Theft Auto guy or like I do racing games and that's it. And and so the last good racing game was in 2002 and it was the Pennzoil World of Outlaw sprint car game. Maybe it's still right there as my favorite video game ever. I bought all of the racing video games along the way and they've all sort of sucked. Like there's like NASCAR ones are okay. Um, there was a, there was one called dirt to Daytona, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah. this one is amazing. This one the, oh. it's, it's eye racing physics and right. like in monster games, which is kind of the big racing games yeah. producer, um, their graphics and that sort of stuff. But the physics of it is eye racing and it's freaking awesome like i am addicted to it and so um what is from from your point of view to us that aren't in a video game what what was that process like how did how are you on the video game did they contact you did you contact them yeah so they contacted me um it was actually labor day weekend um this guy i don't want to mention his name but he reached out to me because he works there and stuff and invited me to be on the game and said he'd send over the forms and everything. So then after I got home from Labor Day swing up in Minnesota, uh, just went through all the forms, you know, had my graphics guys send them all the files and then just waited, waited to yeah. see if it. <laughs> so that was this Labor Day. Right. What it was, was that quick of a turnaround? Yeah. I suppose they it's, they're just plugging in graphics at that point. Cause it's not. Right. Like, yeah. Huh. That's crazy to think about. Like, I would have thought that would have been like two years ago that that kind of stuff, which I'm sure the development of the game was that far ago, but right, like it, you can plug any graphic in there. I want, they want, I suppose, but right. Well, um, there were drivers at that time, you know? Yeah. It's pretty cool. So, yeah. So it's, is there, do you, is there, yeah. uh, is there some mailbox money for the seven X on the deal or is it just, just oh. the coolness of I'm on a race on amount of video game? Yeah, just the publicity, you know, the exposure, which is right. going to come back in the back door as far as that goes for merchandise sales and whatever else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One hopes. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. for sure. Um, there, Either way, that... taking that to the grave with me, that's, you know, an accomplishment I never thought was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And so. I mean, like you were saying, 2002, but even before that. Um, I had the dirt track racing and dirt track racing, well, dirt track racing two, and then the dirt track racing sprint car game on PC from like rat bag, like way back. Yeah. In the day. Yeah. Yep. That's who so, did the, the world of outlaw, the 2002 is right. Yeah. 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 And so, yeah, just cool. Like it's, it's the only racing games I do is just those yeah. kind of thing. I'm like, I, or it's the only video games I do rather is just racing games. And it's not because I don't necessarily like the other ones. It's that I'm not like, I suck that bad. I can't use all of my fingers at once. I can use steer right. and, and gas right here. That's, that's, right. that's the only ones I do. And so maybe every now and then I'm brakes. Right. Maybe but pretty damn rare. Um, <laughs> back world. What's that? <laughs> Not as much in the dirt track world, the brakes as you're doing on road course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like a Gran Turismo or something like that. You, you have to drive that, which is part of why I probably don't like Gran Turismo as much as I'm not good enough to do it. And so, um, whereas the, although like you'll, you'll, you're probably a super video game guy, but the, the, uh, strength of your ai of of the jesse glenses that you're racing against is adjustable obviously in the new game from like super easy to i think there's five like like stupid easy pretty easy normal hard and then like 
stupid. Like you're going to lose, you're not even going to qualify for an A main over here. Right. At least I'm not. And I've worked myself up to hard and still be a top five ish car kind of a thing with yeah. an occasional win. But I tried it on the, like, I literally couldn't qualify. Like I qualified 32nd out of 30 cars in the super hard one. And it's anybody who's doing it on that level. <laughs> yeah, that's you're great. And so, um, that's pretty cool. Like I, I, it's uh, the video game stuff is, uh, I know Ashley Mayworth has been, uh, she's on the, the app on yep. the phone with you. Uh, and so there's, there's a couple, you know, of our, of our more well-known drivers that have, that have made it to that level. Um, but it was cool to, to watch the dome race mm -hmm. in real life and then go back to your video game and go, that's the same car. <laughs> and so that's pretty fun, but. Okay, so we do this thing on the show, Jesse, called the track term, track term of the week. And it's a, a, just a different vocabulary word every single week that is unique to dirt track racing. Some slang thing that that the dirt track world uses where no one else really, like when you say it, it means something different or it doesn't mean anything whatsoever in the real world. And so, okay. so I, I'm just, I'm going to say the term, you have to tell us what it means. And so in the, in late model, Jesse Glenn's world. So okay. your term is bolted. What is bolted? Uh, I mean, you're just stuck like ultimate traction pretty much. Yeah. No lift depending on right. the, if it's a, if it's a, if it's a wide enough corner, you're not even lifting, even in a late model, you're just, hey, if you're, I mean, you're, you're winning that race. Or are you like, cause if everyone else is bolted, then it's well, just a, you should be winning. You should be winning the race if you feel like yours is bolted. You know if, but it, if it could be like just a big hammered but, down freight train around around the track too, where everybody is fast. Yeah, yeah, and that's the one. So that's when it gets like not. That's my least favorite racing is is when it's when everybody is super fast and right. and it just becomes who your your chip draw or your your pill determines determines your finish i feel that's more just you know a wide open race track or alter track when i think of bolted i think it's more of like a personal term like you're talking about your car only i love that that's that's a great way because there's i've always heard hammered down you know right. hooked up that kind of thing that's going to be a a whole everybody's fast yeah. whereas if you've magically hit Every suspension thing is right. Your driving style is right. Your horsepower is right. Your gear ratio is right. Everything's perfect. And you're just like, start me anywhere. I'm going to the front. Right. Yeah, exactly. I like that's a That's a great distinction between the two. I love that. So, okay. So that is the track term of the week. Just a fun, I don't yeah. know why I do that, but just to fill some time, I guess. So um, this part here is one of my favorite. The next two parts are my favorite parts of the show. Um, the, this next part is called the yourmth.com rapid fire questions. Of course, everybody knows what your MTH is. Everybody watching this knows what MTH is. Um, the goal is to make sure that everybody knows what MTH is, which is Minnesota truck headquarters. Um, Mike Jordette and his family and his, his whole gang of guys that run, uh, MTH, all the different locations, um, massive race car supporters, dirt track supporters, Mike is brand new on the Wasota board of directors. Uh, and so bringing a new sort of fresh outlook to, to the board and um, just encourage everybody, your MTH.com go. If you're shopping for a new vehicle, go shop them, give them an opportunity to earn your business. So they'll, they just put a thing up on Facebook. They've literally every state in the union they've delivered a car to from little St. Cloud, Minnesota. It's, it's pretty exciting. So, um, so it's rapid fire questions, Jesse. It is five questions that may or may not have to do with racing. Yours are sort of racing related, but they're not like race car related, if that makes any sure. sense. So, um, who is your favorite driver? Is we just staying with dirt track? Yeah. You tell me. Okay. Uh, growing up, it was always Steve Kinzer. For on the big stage, yep. local Shriner. 
Who? Ron Schreiner. Ron Schreiner. Who is, I don't know who Ron Schreiner is. Uh, Rapid Ron Schreiner. He was number 97. Um, more local around here. Eau Claire, okay. Monarchia. And why, why him? Probably more so the colors. I was always a big fan of green growing up. And he always had some some version of green on his car yeah. and you you know he was he was really good he won a lot of races it's always amazing to me that it, like that it's the color like i liked how the dude's car looked and so he was right. my favorite car <laughs> kind of thing and it's it has very little to do with how they race um you cannot be a fan of someone because of the way they race but it True. and it doesn't you don't necessarily have to be the guy that wins every week, but if man, that's a badass looking card. Like I'm going to like that guy. Right. And then it, I mean, hand in hand, Steve Kinzer's car back then was green, green with the Quaker state, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So is there, where does seven come from? Where does that, where is seven X? Is that a family thing or is that a favorite driver thing or is no, um, I didn't really, I didn't really know. My dad was 86 when he ran street stocks in the early 90s. Um, I didn't really know what number I was going to be. And then I thought about being number one. I had like, I remember when we were going to pick the car up or something or coming back from my first go-kart, uh, we were just trying to think of the number. And I said, well, what about like one? And my dad's like, no, that's like a really like cocky kind of number. It can yeah, be. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So he's like, no, we're not going to do that. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know yet. And then the bot, the first part we bought was number seven. So, and I was going to be seven years old, you know, after a couple races or whatever. So, yep. all right, well, we'll just leave it seven. It, you know, it's got a cool shape, like a one sort of anyways. So <laughs> that's how seven started. Nice. And it just stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Been that yeah. way ever since. Yeah. So it stuck for like three weeks but then other people like already had the number seven when i started racing so okay. then they tape an x on yep so they just for because everything back then was all done you know visual by hand scoring right, and right. yeah so then i'd move up a class the next year somebody's already got seven so i gotta be x so finally i'm like well, we'll just make the stickers actually I'm gonna be seven x yeah right no i love it i love it so uh, that wasn't one of your questions. You don't think you got off the hook there with explaining <laughs> your number. Um, nope. It just popped into my head and I have a little bit of ADD when like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm hearing stuff the first time myself. So, um, so question number two, um, if you could go back in history to any racing moment, any racing moment, doesn't like, doesn't have to be dirt asphalt formula one nascar drag racing whatever it is oh not just mine yeah yeah not yours but any racing moment globally where where would you go what where does what moment in racing history would you want to see in person um i mean for a race that i would want to watch in person would be probably different than like the my like most noticeable one like so like the one I'd I would love to like like relive or whatever would probably be the last race of the F one season last year in Abu Dhabi. But as far as one that I'd want to see in person, um that's hard to say. You wanna be there when Kale Yarbrough and the Allison boys are kicking each other's ass on the backstretch at Daytona or I'm not too big on, on NASCAR. I mean, growing up when I was younger and I think it was a lot cooler than I was in the early nineties, not so much anymore. Um, How about IndyCar then? IndyCar would, would be a Foyt win his fourth 500 for Indy formula one pretty religiously but i i'd probably like to just go see you know like my dad racing like when he won some races oh, back. that would be cool there one year where he won like three or four races early in the season then he won the mid-season championship which was sponsored by miller light and everything so they had the miller light girls and that so i'd like to see that race because yeah. i was only 
I think I was only one or just born or not even born yet. So yep. no, that would be pretty cool. Like that's a great answer. Like versus big famous, everybody's seen it race. It would like, that's a really cool answer. Like that's, <laughs> I wouldn't have not thought of that because it's, I, I never got to see him race. And my right? grandpa, yeah. big snowmobile racer. And he won this one big race in 71 over in Thorpe, another just podunk town, thousand people, but it yep. paid a win back in 71, which is like six grand nowadays. So right. yeah, at least in the experience too. Yeah. Just to how just they actually be- person. Yeah. My dad back in that, in that time frame race snowmobiles as well. It'd be interesting to know if they, if they ever crossed paths. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who knows? Yeah, because my dad my dad would do Eagle River and they did um uh there's a town way 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 northern Wisconsin. I'm not gonna remember it. Like the is it two that goes kind of across northern Wisconsin? Um name some towns across there. Well, I mean Ashland is over at the end of it, but it, uh, it's different than Ashland. It's like further oh, further east from Ashland. Probably. It doesn't matter, but ironwood you know hurry yes, that's it there was a rate that's i that's it exactly there was a like they would go there every year for like this big snowmobile race and yeah. uh yeah it was it was my dad was the same like he raced whatever had a motor in it and that kind right. of thing and that that went to my brother and then and then both of them have passed on now and then that's like i i've never raced big time like i raced little stuff here and there kind of thing, but I went to talking about it and like, that's, I I don't know if I certainly don't get to have the fun, but I don't have the expenses that you guys do. <laughs> okay. So question number three, this is weird. Cause we had a little technical difficulties. This is right where it happened. And now we're back. So um, question number three is this, what do Mickey Mantle, what do John Elway, what do uh, Patrick Peterson from the Minnesota Vikings and Jesse Glenn's, what do those four athletes have in common? Yeah, from the first part, I was going to say probably not much with, with me in there, but because those guys are. Um, but I guess if I had to say anything, um, they got to, you know, the top level in their sport so they obviously had to have some dedication along the way because that's nothing that just really falls into your lap so that is a very that is an accurate statement not the statement that we're looking for (laughs) that all four of those were at the top of their sport so that's right we have a a new year a legend a hall of fame new york yankee a hall of fame john elway in football patrick peterson like will be Hall of Fame Minnesota Viking cornerback. I'll give you a, I'll give you a pretty strong hint. Oh, the number seven, yeah. They're I all knew. number seven, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, Jesse Glenn's, uh, Patrick Peterson, John Elway, and Mickey Mantle, all number seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where where does the the uh, we talked about that? I guess that was two days ago already that we talked about that. So. Um, just, that was the number that was on your cart, right? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Perfect. So, okay. Um, number four, and this is a, this is a personal one and you can take this wherever you want it to go. It can be a racing thing, a work thing, whatever, wherever you want to take it is what pisses off Jesse Glenn's. And not much, pretty easy going, I'd say. Yeah. (laughs) Um, is there, is there a behavior on the racetrack that, that instantly gets the blood boiling? Um, a behavior on the racetrack. Probably, I mean, probably the, the worst thing is probably like on restarts, like brake checking or, oh yeah, those, you know, is wobbling back and forth and then just dress, you know sporadically just goes and you know stacks up the whole field and causes yeah. mess yeah just just stupid stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what 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 yeah. probably me off is rubbered up racetracks <laughs> yeah exactly just that freight train around the tires kind of thing even if it's 
even if it's not rubber, if it's just one lane on the bottom, there's just nothing you can do. If yeah. it's if it's one lane on top, at least you can throw slide jobs and do other stuff. But if it's one lane on the bottom, there's no passing going to happen. Yeah, nope, I I agree. Yeah, that is it's no fun. Certainly no fun for drivers, but it's no fun as a spectator watching the race and absolutely no fun as an announcer trying to make right. a train ride exciting. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> We can tell pretty early. I mean, a lot of the experienced drivers and if, you know, you're 10 laps in and like you can tell when it's going to happen. And then it's like, oh, great. Well, I got 30 more laps of this to just yeah. sit here, ride around. And yeah. So is there... Can you go like um, Martinsville or uh, uh, like I'm I'm thinking of some of the super short tracks where mm -hmm. like you can you do does that happen then on that? It, it's not really the same in dirt track. You you can't move someone. No, yeah, it's too inconsistent. Yeah, I would think. Yeah, because you I mean you can move them, but you're gonna probably wreck it i mean you have to move them you can't we, wiggle them we, and get them loose yeah we just don't have strong enough bumpers and quarters exactly. like it's gonna hurt yeah. you more than it's gonna hurt them is what you're saying yeah yeah very okay so number five uh and this is all part of the yourmth.com rapid fire questions number five is always a little bit of a, a deeper more philosophical type question is yeah. what what life lessons has Jesse Glenn's learned the hard way? Um, probably just hard work, you know, and sacrificing other things growing up. Like I look back and which I knew it at the time that it was, but, you know, after time goes by, you start realizing more like on other things that you missed out on to go, go race. Like when I was in, Midwest mod and stuff starting out, like I remember skipping concerts or football events or just whatever, you know, because I was in high school then and stuff just to go run a regular night at yeah. Menominee or Riceley or wherever, you know. Right. Um, and looking back now, it's like, nah, I should have went and did some of those things instead of just a regular night at yeah. the race. If it was a special or something, it's different, but. So did you, did you miss prom? No, I did not oh. miss prom. Prom, um, you're lucky enough that prom is early, early enough in the season. There's probably still snow on the ground during prom. Right. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. Yeah. Or at least a wet track that they couldn't race right. on. So. <laughs> right. right. No, that you make a great point that there's, there's a lot of sacrifice and there's, it's it's one thing if you think man this is going to be my career like my living if i'm if i'm going to go if if i'm going to make it to the point where i'm where this is my this is how i pay my mortgage is by driving race cars yeah it's one thing to be committed from the time you're you know you talked about being 6 years old right to, to make that your full time life but 99.999% of everyone ever jumping in a race car isn't going to do that. And, and you, right. to your point, you miss out on a lot of like childhood things, teenage, just, just to take that chance. Yeah, exactly. So it is, um, yeah, I wish it would be, that would be a good thing that if there's young drivers watching this, that's go, go to the school dance, go to homecoming, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. It's, it's just hard to, weigh it because like in the past recent years I've gotten a lot better and more consistent with like results and that but like my first couple years were like really bad too like we weren't competitive um just because we started out with not very good equipment in that so that's that's where it really gets in your head like questioning like is this the right route to go like missing right. all this stuff when you're not getting the results to go get just... 12 right yeah. yeah yeah yep no that's um that's a, that's pretty deep. Like that's the whole point of that last question is to be a little more philosophical about it. And so that that's pretty good. I like that. So, um, okay. So that'll wrap up the, your MTH rapid fire questions. Uh, it brings up the segment, the rascal aluminum pay it forward question. And so okay. this is a, this is um, where my last guest gets to ask you a question 
And then you get to ask my next guest a question. And so, uh, and it's all brought to you by Rascal Aluminum. We're in car rebuild season right now. We're dead in the middle of the, of the winter. And we're, you know, just as people are watching this, it'll just be flipping the calendar into 2023 and, and, like you've had a couple months off where maybe it's time to unload the car from the last weekend, last special and start getting the, the body off of it and getting a new body on give, look them up. Um, they're, they're racers. Um, they, they have more aluminum than you can shake a stick at, give them a shot at earning your business, uh, and putting new bodies on your car for you. So rascal aluminum, pay it forward question. Your question, uh, comes from a guy by the name of Jordan Fisher. Do you know Jordan? It sounds familiar. What class does he run? Uh, so Jordan runs a mod four, um, and and is I think I think this past summer just finished up his second year. Um, Nate is maybe someone that you know. Nate Fisher oh. is his dad. Is is the the promoter at Ogilvy, right? Yep. And, and yep. so Jordan is his son runs in the mod four class, and so yeah. um, his question uh, was, how did you get started? Well, we've already covered that. So I'm tweaking his question a little bit to what what advice would you give to a young kid? You were a very young kid starting off. What mm-hmm. now that you're less young kid? Because <laughs> right. um, you're still a young kid to to us. Um, <laughs> what what advice would you give to a, a a 10, 12, 13 year old kid that's that's wants to be a race car driver? Right. Um, I'd say, um, you know, going back to what we were just talking about a minute ago, um, just, you know, keep pushing forward, you know, and don't worry about being afraid to take chances because like my first couple of years, like I said, um, was a struggle. Like I won one race in my first two years of racing and, uh, there was lots of nights where we were in B mains all the time. Yep. Um, so it can, you know, it's, it's hard, you know, until you find a car and that, that suits you better and what you're comfortable in and just learning other things. Um, yeah, just to keep, keep pushing. You don't know when it could turn around and it could be just like a switch and you'd be set for the rest of the season. And confidence breeds confidence. Right. Yes. Yeah. If you, if you can get one or even have, uh, if you're a consistent, top 15 car and all of a sudden you change a couple things and you're a top five car now we're cooking like that's a that's a huge improvement that's a that's a good thing so um i'm gonna get your take another interview that i did the driver said um don't start off in in shit equipment don't 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 take the bait of of it's it's a thousand dollar roller and I can hang a body on it and at least I'm racing. And he said, yeah. don't do that because you're you will absolutely learn bad habits that when you can afford good stuff, right? The good stuff won't you won't get the results from the good stuff that you want because you're driving it wrong. Yeah. I I would agree to some extent just because like I said, we we started out in, in not good equipment. Um the bad habits thing, I think there's some truth to that, depending on what class and everything you're running. But I, I 100% agree with the don't start out in bad equipment because I think if we would have been able, like, when I started in 2008, my car was like six years old and lots of the suspension was not up to par with the guys I was running against. Sure. I think had I started out in like a brand new car or something, you know, I think I would have been competing for wins right away. Sure. Because we switched chassis and got a newer car. First night out, I got like fourth when the best I'd ever done was like 14th. Oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah. Huge improvement. Yeah. It was huge. So, yeah. so, okay. So that is, that's the question to you. The pay it forward part of this is you get to ask my next guest a question. So um, yeah. my next guest is a guy by the name of Matt Everett's. Um, who Matt is a, um, I don't know a lot about him, uh, but he's he's a modified and a Midwest mod. I think he kind of jumps back and forth depending on which track he's going to be racing at. Um, uh, but but definitely an open-wheeled modified guy. Um, mm-hmm. So what, what would your question for a 
having been a, a former open wheel modified guy um, and maybe even still a, yeah, I'll jump in and take it for a Art. couple laps guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. And I should, I should preface Jesse. This doesn't have to be racing related. This can, this is right. whatever question you want it to be. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I like to keep it racing related. Um, do you know where he runs? Um, I think a lot of Cedar Lake. Um, uh, he comes to Granite City and in, in St. Cloud just a little bit. Um, uh, I th I think now don't quote me that he lives in the metro. You know, Minneapolis, St. Paul general area is kind of where he okay. lives. So so the tracks that are kind of close to there. Yeah, I guess I would just ask him what his dream racing scenario would be. What class in series? Okay. Dream scenario. Class and series. Yep. Okay. Is it World of Outlaw late model or sprint car or Lucas Oil or Formula One? Right. <laughs> if you yeah. had unlimited money and a full team, what would what would the choice be? Right. That's a so you, you now you have to answer that question. What is what's yours? <laughs> Um, for the pure, like, driving fun part side of it, it would probably be Sprint Car, um, Outlaws, but for the, the experience part of it, the fame, the traveling, everything would definitely be F1. F1, yeah, yep. I don't know, Formula <laughs> One. I think the racing is as good in F1 as it used to be like throughout the 80s and, and 90s and stuff with all the different rules and how much more technologically advanced it's become. But it's still, you know, the top tier spectacle as far as it is advancements in car capabilities go. It is astonishing how yeah. nuts those cars are. And how, right. like, like you wonder if you're even, like, you're just steering it. It seems to me, anyways, that it's all, like, the car knows where it is on the racetrack, and it knows that it needs to be slowing down if it's going to make this turn. It's, the car is monitoring its own tire wear. You can, like, change the, the rear wing to, you know, push to pass or whatever that thing is. And it's, I don't know, Formula One in the the race fan in me isn't a fan like i love the technology mm -hmm. like you say just the spectacle of formula one but the racing is awful like it, it i mean it's it's yeah it, they, they could be one lap races right yeah yeah but it's also monaco and you know qatar and now it's circuit of the americas and and like all of, i mean there's it out. It's the. It is the biggest, most prestigious thing there is. That's for damn sure. So, yep. Who is your? Um. So I think I. I think I know the answer to this. But who is your favorite F one guy? Um. It was. It was always Hamilton. Usually. Yep. Uh, I was. I mean, growing up though, I was a big and Mario Andretti fan. So oh, okay. Just, but I didn't, you know, obviously get to see him race, really. Yeah, so Yeah, I was going to say, you don't seem old enough yeah. to be a Mario fan. <laughs> um, yeah. No, because I, like, the, like, you had a Senna replica, your car, didn't you? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that's what you were going to say, is Ayrton Senna was your favorite F1, because you had that black with the gold, you know, right. the gold trim car. That was the best looking F1 design of all time. Yeah. So. I agree. I agree. Although I kind of like the, um, not that they could have it anymore today, but the Marlboro cars way back yep. with the red and the white, and it's they were just simple. Uh, yep. I am I am that kind of a. Um, I love like the 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 picture that is going to be the 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 front of this video when when this video comes on. The picture that people will see is is your video game picture. And, oh, right. um, and it's, I, the car's white, it's just a white car. And then it's got 7,000 sponsor stickers on it, but it, 
it's just a white car. And I, I dig that. Like my, I had an older brother that raced for uh, one summer. He was, it was literally his bucket list. He was told that he was dying and he did. And, and he got to live out his bucket list the last summer of his life racing dirt track cars. The car was white. Like it was just white with a number and two sponsors on it. And that was the whole car. And, um, and ever since then, like my race cars are two, like it's blue and white and that's it. There's, it's not big splashy stuff all over it where you can't read sponsor stickers. And, and uh, I love simple cars. Yeah. Sometimes cleaner is better. For sure. So awesome. Well, um, Jesse, I, I appreciate you, uh, on Tuesday and I appreciate you on Thursday uh, in taking the time. And, and uh, please tell the wife, thank you for, for letting you come and play with us for, for a little bit. And, um, uh, well, I'm, I hope to see you soon this summer. Yeah, for sure. I want to make awesome. it over there. And for having me. Perfect. Thank you, man. See ya.